1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Running Your DJ Business with KC and Brian B. How we doing, Brian?
0: Wow. In the nick of time. In the nick of time. How are you?
1: Now, for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, uh, Brian's had a a challenging uh, little technical issues going on here. So, um, you know, he's, uh, are you, what are you on, an iPhone or something?
0: No, now I'm on my Mac. I uh okay. was having some issues with my PC, so going Mac. Gotcha. I have known better.
1: How are, are you? you? So you're microphone correct?
0: No, I should be coming through,
1: is it not? No, you're coming through, but you're not, okay. you're just not on the the microphone. No, 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 no not tonight, unfortunately. Gotcha. So, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a crazy week. So just a lot going, lots and lots of stuff going, lots of good stuff same. going. And same
0: you? Uh, it's been the same. I've been uh, on the road a little bit this week with uh, the Knot Workshops, doing some stuff with them in Dallas. Got to meet a couple of DJs out there, which was
1: great. Yeah. And, uh, did, they, did they watch our show, or were they like who? who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dan, hey, Dan, very cool.
0: Dan Quinn, I don't know if you know him out of Dallas. I do not, I don't believe. Uh, good dude, he uh, – oh hosts uh he leads well not only does he have a, a DJ company but he also does a DJ school which yeah. is kind of uh for kids and um gotcha cool little project he's working on and
1: um yeah it was just it was just a good time mm. had by all. Very good. Excellent. So what uh so you're on the road with the knot. <clears throat> what do you got coming this weekend? Anything? Yeah, big, big um show this Monday
0: coming up. It's the dinner in Le Blanc. Which is a huge event that happens across the world, actually, not just the US, in different cities. They just got done with one in DC. Um, okay. essentially what it is is where um, this network of people host a dinner. Uh, you have to bring everything to it, including your tables and chairs, your own food, all of this stuff. And uh, they'll have it's it originated in Paris apparently, and they have a six thousand capacity is the and they've sold out. They have a ten thousand person waiting list of people wanting to to be a part of this. Do you know what I call that? What's that? Stupid. Hey. When I
1: go out, I want to sit and I want to eat and I want to be catered to. Yeah. My own table. I can do that. I can. No. That's
0: what this is which is exactly kind of on par for our topic tonight. But that's what millennials want. They want these experiences. They want these things that you just can't get anywhere else. And so that's why you got ten thousand people on the waiting list just waiting to get a be a part of this. So uh-huh. long story short, they're having some strolling musicians at during dinner, and then I'm playing the party after that with all of those folks in attendance. So I'm trying to like do my research on French music, and fuse it with a little bit of that, because that's part of the part of the gig. Did you the, see
1: my comment?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A V and the rose, yeah. A yeah. V in rose,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, so I got, I got that a a on, on Edith
0: Pilaf. I got that in the playlist.
1: <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> for those of you so, don't know, he put a he put a help out there who knows a lot about French music, and I said, "How many times can you loop Levy and Rose' by Edith Piaf?" So uh, <laughs> Katy Lang did a really nice version of that. We used did it you? in fashion shows before. Yeah. Okay. It was very okay. Cool. So there's also off of, uh, there's a song, Dream a Little Dream, um, Uh in French, that was in one of the Billy Crystal movies, which was really, really pretty. We've used that for fashion shows as well, too. Solid. That's as much French as I got for you. Other than (laughs) that, you can play the McDonald's theme for the French fries. That's all I got. (laughs) Nice. But hey, for anybody watching, feel free to uh, reach out to Brian and tell him everything that you know about French music.
0: Yeah, I've actually got some great responses, and uh, I have a good arsenal of it already, but always nice yeah. to make sure I'm not missing anything in case there's some I'm missing, especially the, the more current stuff. So, Gotcha. Um, but hey, we had a, a, a healthy conversation last week, you and I, on Instagram, and uh, if you remember, we were talking about potentially putting out a little poll.
1: Yeah, your poll kind of altered, though, and I commented on it altered altered
0: altered.
1: Uh, The, 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 the thing was you said i said i said there are more people posting on instagram and you're like you're crazy there are more people that are doing stories and that's when i turned around and and you said oh let's do a poll and next thing you know the poll is is instagram stories good for your business
0: yeah, I thought it was more. I thought we were talking. We were talking about stories, and and um, I was saying how important it is
1: for people to use stories. And, and my you know, argument, like, oh, it's not that it
0: important, important the, if people don't. Well, no one's looking at it. So well,
1: and and we said that Joe Bunny even admitted that he doesn't get as much traffic on that as he does from his posts. Right, and
0: I <laughs> and I and if regardless, I was more or less saying that I think it's important to your business to be posting. So we had. Uh you know i it's on my personal page, and the the stats were that eighty percent eighty percent of people said that Instagram stories are important to their company's marketing efforts as opposed right. to not being important. So my point was to you the whole time was I think you should be posting for your business. But Instagram I am posting.
1: Story. I'm just Not posting. I'm at using Instagram stories. But here's the thing I'm just choosing to use the platform differently. That's right. all. Right. That's like some people go, bridal shows are a waste.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Right. I get it. Like, right. you know, right. Uh, right. I was talking to Nick Spinelli about it the uh, this week and he goes, Yeah, we don't really do them. Right. And I'm like, Really? He goes, Yeah, we only do them where we're like the house account and that's it. So again, right. Right. Different strokes for different folks. I right. obviously own a bridal show business, and I feel differently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, good to see that uh, that people are at least tuning in and, and looking at that. How
1: topic. many people voted?
0: Uh, let's, let's see, thirty four
1: votes. Oh wow, that's a that's a huge. Out of the hundred thousand DJs right. in the country, right. did you post it? Did you do an Instagram story and go, "Hey guys, no, do no, me a favor, go to my Facebook page."
0: No, no. Well, and what's interesting is the people who said no that they don't use it, yeah. believe it or not, were older folks. Some people saying that they never have even seen a story. Like right. we had three people and I and if you look at the Mark Bernizen being one of them and yeah. you know, again, that's not the target demographic for Instagram. That's not the kind of person that we're trying to target in our business. The, the Mark Bernizens of the world. We're looking for people that are in that uh, married age range in that sweet spot of nineteen to you know twenty five is what we're looking at, and and the people who were commenting and saying that they never used it are were thirty five plus, so it's again it's not the demographic that we're as a businesses that we're both trying to go after we're trying to go after.
1: Yeah, uh, like you know I see it. Listen, it, it certainly can't hurt. Is it the most effective thing? I don't know because yeah. we don't know what it is. I know that. My, (laughs) what I've been posting as of late has been fantastically received. Like the, the likes, the shares have been, uh, have been crushing it. So well,
0: when you say shares, that just makes me think you're not talking Instagram. That means you're talking. No, I'm on,
1: I'm on Instagram as well. And I'm on Facebook and just, again, I think it all comes down to quality. And again, some people that you and I both know, I think post real like here. We'll go to Joe Bunn, for example. Did you see Joe Bunn's latest video?
0: Yeah, the uh the, the making about- the pancakes.
1: Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Now, this is what I don't get. He does this whole thing where he's pretending like his his set is so hot and on fire that he can cook pancakes on his controller. Right. Okay. And so he does his thing or whatever. And then at the end, he takes a thing and he throws it in the garbage. He looks at the camera and goes, That was so effing stupid and then throws it in the garbage. Like, so I don't know who that video is intended toward. And I don't know, maybe they've got it down where he can shoot that whole thing in like an hour and edit it. I don't know. Right. But that to me is who's your target audience. And and again,
0: I think he was just doing it as kind of a shock thing and, and you know, something that you just never know what's going to come out of Joe LeBond's video k- archive. So I think he just is. Uh, and that's why people, I think tune in because they don't know what's going to come next. What's the next thing? You're going to blow up another car. I mean, like it's just random stuff that he does. And, uh, <sighs> it just kind of, again, if you, you said it yourself, the, the shares and the likes and all of that kind of stuff were, were pretty big on it.
1: <laughs> so, no, I don't know if they were, I, I only oh, saw okay. it. One time. I watched it on Facebook, of course. Right. Cause it's longer than, uh, then whatever, but again, yeah. all I'm getting at is uh, it's, uh, it was funky, that's all.
0: Yeah, it's got 6,000 views right now. Okay. So, I mean, it's not a bad post for somebody who's doing it personally, you know what I mean? I suppose so. So, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and let's see if it ha- lists the shares and stuff. Oh, I can't see it on there, but anyway, 6- 6,200 uh, views. So Okay, well, what about you? What do you got going on this weekend? I don't want to get too off topic.
1: Uh, I have, uh, I'm working on the floor, floral end kind of. Uh, this Friday, I'm delivering flowers down south. Saturday, I have to deliver flowers to two different weddings. And then Sunday, I'm actually attending Bridal markets uh, here in Chicago. talking That's to cool. Bridal manufacturers, um, talking to them about our magazine, talking to them about our bridal shows, and seeing about uh, doing some business with them and going from there.
0: Sweet. So, are you guys, is this like kind of kick off your fall season for you? Or is this not, are you? We start kind of...
1: next weekend. Okay. But, so, this is actually uh, a summer weekend. Uh, no, we're busy. I just don't happen to personally be booked. Got it. So, um, and it just is the way everything shakes out. Right. So, so right. I'll actually, Sunday I'll be downtown at Bridal Market, but Friday I'll be in the office till I got to go deliver flowers and then I have to run some errands for the photography division. Saturday I'll run, I'll do the stuff in the morning and then Saturday afternoon. I'll And probably part of the evening, I'll be clearing out my desk. Cause some, Saturday night when I'm at DJing is quiet time. I hopefully we'll turn on the Cubs. We play in <laughs> the white Sox, Um, and we'll see. We're still in first place. I'm a happy guy.
0: Yeah. So well, they're, they're,
1: they're making me nervous. The Dodge, the, uh, the that's uh, team. Brewers are making me nervous. Nobody cares about the Dodgers. Come on, they're 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 already even like New York didn't. That's why they moved out of Brooklyn. <laughs> they're projected
0: <laughs> to win the uh, West, even though they're like a game and a half out. So, because yeah. of their schedule being a little easier, we'll see if that comes yeah. to fruition.
1: We're so. pretty much home for the rest of the season, so we have a tougher schedule than Milwaukee, but we're home. So they're saying that traveling will be there, and we just traveled literally thirty. We played like thirty-one days in a row. So oh my
0: like, gosh!
1: Yeah been terrible our pitching has been horrible wow but nobody cares about baseball they're like "When are you gonna start talking about this millennials?" yeah 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 well let's do it let's do it so let you kick it off well okay so uh brian has got some inside sources over at the thenot.com and was able to uh muster up some data that we can go through now my only, and I'm, like, I'm going to be honest, like a little bit of skepticism is they're the source for everything. And they're, and they're in there. It just says source the not. Uh-huh. And so I'm not 100% certain, quite frankly. I don't want to say it not how truthful it is because I believe that it would be very truthful. But, you know, if you asked people that only listened to you and I, they, of course, would say that we're fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, but, um if they only listened to us and they didn't listen to any of the other shows on this fine network, <laughs> they would uh, take yeah. that with, the, with that. So right. again, I'm going to say this is probably 70% right, but don't take it totally as scripture.
0: Yeah. yeah <coughs> totally. And clearly they are getting this from people. Well, it looks, I'm, I'm guessing here on um, you who know, I would think from people, from couples who they've, you know, who use their platform. I
1: would Correct. Think. It says right on here, that these are couples that were married January 1st through December 31st, 2017. Mm -hmm. Data was collected across 80-plus U.S. markets, 13,000 U.S. respondents, and these respondents are all members of The Knot. So if you're not a member of The Knot, and realize, too, folks, there's whatever it is. uh, I don't even, I forgot what it is, but there's clearly a couple of million people getting married across the United States so right. when you've got 13,000, it's still uh, it's still more than anybody else, but it's still not totally representational. Mm-hmm. Right. So here are the industry facts according to the nod to 60 63 billion dollar a year industry. And what's interesting about that though is that even with it being that large of a biz of, a, of an industry, it's still primarily owned by private mom and pop companies. You know, you've got men's warehouse, you've got Joseph A. Banks, you've got David's bridal. Right. Um, but the majority of larger companies aren't there's not a lot of national companies in the wedding space, and a lot of them are getting out of the wedding space. White House, Black Market chose to dump their wedding lines. J. Crew had some wedding stuff for a while. There's a lot of people that have stepped away from the wedding market altogether. So even as big as it is. You know, remember that it's still mostly private uh, people. And here we go. According to this, 1.1 million wedding events per year. So, again, take this with a grain of salt because it's 13,000 out of 1.8 million. So, the national average wedding is $33,391. The average guest list is 136 The average length of an engagement is 14 months. She's 29, he's 31 um according to this they have a household income of about $98,000 now that i have to take exception to because if you take a look at the national uh household income level across the country it's only about $50,000 nationally
0: huh.
1: so it's like 57,000 or or something along those lines so this one doesn't quite make sense to me huh. They're meeting later in life. Online dating sites are 17%. Um, And again, I don't know how true this is. And not to be, again, none of this is geared toward discrediting the not, but it's just to be objective. Obviously, people that believe in online dating sites are also very online in general. So it would only stand to reason that they would turn to an online wedding planning app like The Knot or Wedding Wire or Wedding Vibe or Here Comes the Guide or whatever. So it kind of makes sense. So, you know, and again, 17% are through friends, um, 15% are in college, and yet none of them said that they met in a bar. Um, Busiest months to get married, 16% in December, 9% in July, which kind of surprised me. Maybe that's because it's such a big vacation month nationally that they go away and they, you know, have a little vacation and that's that. I don't really know. And then, was, uh, I think you
0: said top three months to get married and this isn't no
1: top three months to get engaged. My mistake. Um, uh, and then 3% or I'm sorry. Number three is 9% in May. So maybe that's to make their mothers happy. They <laughs> the just, before. I don't know. Right. I don't really know. Right. Right. So, so there's lots of great stuff in here. Um, nothing necessarily shocking, to me. I actually was a little surprised that June was number two. I would have thought October would have been number two. For when they now we're <clears throat> switching to when people get married. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I apologize. I'm looking at this. I'm I'm a terrible host tonight. These are the <laughs> top five most popular months to marry. Number one was seven. Was uh, September was 16 percent. Number two was June with 15 percent. Number three was October with 14%. Number four was thirteen. Uh, was July with 13%. And number five was, ele- was May with 11%. I am like dyslexic today. I'm reading right to left. That's all good, man. Hi, 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 hi. So um, 67%. Now, what else is interesting? And I haven't scanned through this as much as you have. Right. But it's interesting. It's a 14-month engagement cycle. But have you noticed that it seems like the booking cycle is getting shorter and shorter and shorter?
0: Yeah. And they say that on here.
1: That Do that they? That's the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As you get so, further into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, a couple of those things that you raised already, I mean, those are, to me, all kind of, you know, things that I've, I've noticed. I mean the engagement thing happening in December, that's clear. It's usually during the holidays when those things take place. So that's not a big shocker to me. Um, But I think what is interesting is that the, they're waiting longer um, to get married. And I think that that's been something we've all been saying for a while now that that's been the case. And um, you know, that the wedding cost uh, is going up. um, But the, Guest list is falling down, so it seems like these guest lists are getting smaller, which just means that they're spending more per guest on things to make the experience better. Which again goes to what I was saying earlier tonight, of millennials wanting to to create experiences. That is so, correct. Um, I think I think that that's. And spot yet, here's
1: off. what's interesting: you'll have DJs that will say, "There's no reason for me to have an office with a showroom um, because I can meet them at a Starbucks." And so the question being is, what kind of experience are you giving them at a Starbucks crowded filled with people?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take a different stance on it. I, I I look at rather than I mean, clearly you can uh, show off a, an uplight if you have a warehouse. You can show off some trussing. I don't think people care about those things as much as the ex- as the experience that I can show on a video. On an iPad with some headphones, no matter where I'm at, it's not going to matter. It just—I don't think the physical seeing of a of a, a light being set up or whatever you would show in a warehouse is going to matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the event itself. It's not about the meeting. It's about what are you going to deliver on at the event. And so right. for me, I think it's better to be fiscal. I'd rather spend less money on an office and more money on a on a uh, a killer presentation at the event, and. And have that be the memory because that's what they're that's what they care about they don't care so necessarily about much. I mean if you can do it yeah great right. if you can do it great but I don't think that that one doesn't equal the other You're, just because I'm you not, have a great I'm office doesn't mean the experience is gonna be great at the uh, in fact I've seen it completely the opposite where people spend all this money on a fantastic office and you get there they can't mix it out of a paper bag
1: right. so
0: you know it, it I think it can kind of go the other way around you know what I mean
1: I understand I hear you. I feel you. <coughs> um, but
0: but I, I, I say all that to say that, again, the experience is big. So the things that you just mentioned of being able to show some of the upgrades and things like that are important to kind of show off those things that you right. can do because they're looking for those wow factors. And that's why I think you've seen sparktaculars and oh. some of these things, these, these, you know, what is it? The C2O cannons and all that stuff is going up because these are experiences that you just can't get anywhere.
1: You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. So and that goes to the top three priorities other than budget is overall look and vibe, mm-hmm. um, personal elements. It has to look like us, and uh, number three is location, the venue. Right. So, so that's that. And now the top three wedding pro must haves: photos of your work from recent real weddings. That's what sixty seven percent said was a uh, important thing for them. Which. Is interesting because going back to what we've talked about on Instagram and on Facebook and social media is if you're posting that stuff regularly on your social media, if this is one of the must-have things, I guarantee you that uh, that's a smart thing to do. Um, Detailed pricing, which is interesting because there are some that don't want to give pricing until they actually sit down with the customer. Um, They'll give ranges, but there's that. Number three is reviews from other couples which you and I have uh, have talked about as to the validity of that or not that and stuff. so So yeah
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think all of that's pretty. And keep in mind too, guys that this is more geared not just to DJs, this is to the industry at large. So when they say photos of your work, I mean you're talking about not just DJ stuff okay. but cakes and florals and all of that other stuff uh, applies to a lot more of those industries than just the DJ. So, you know, i I think it's important to keep in mind, but clearly, um, that's why I think Instagram of all of the networks to me has really blown up because it's curated in such a way where you're seeing so many photos and so many things. So from a wedding standpoint, I really believe if that's your target thing that you should definitely be looking at that platform because it's, it's talking about a lot of these things here. So, um, so yeah, uh, which also goes to the fact that I think we may have skipped something here. That um, hmm. wedding planning is being done on phones more than than usual, than than ever than before. 90-
1: everything is done on a phone today, don't you? Right.
0: Oh, I agree, hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. Which um, I mean, if we're talking about how to market to millennials, if you're not using your phone and keep looking at your phone at the things that you're showing on your website and and ways that you're presenting your proposals and things like that, that it doesn't look good on a phone, you're missing a huge uh, opportunity to, because I mean, think about it. I mean, if I get a PDF on my phone and I'm looking, I check my email more on my phone than I do my computer. And when I do that, you know, and I get a PDF, what am I doing? I'm like having to like expand the, the PDF out just to kind of make sense of it. Sometimes I'm having to, you know, lose things. So, you know, keep in mind that, the phone is becoming more and more the the platform that people are communicating with, uh, not just, you know, on texting and things, but just getting their information. So the way you present it's crucial.
1: Gotcha. Um, So this is saying too that today's couples are spending five hours and 48 minutes per week planning. Now, I got to be honest, I'm I'm not buying that. I'm not. Five hours Per week. oh per week. I'm sorry. I thought it was per day. Per week, yeah. I can say that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry. I misread that. It's, oh, it's Clearly, I've been drinking, and I'm not. I think it's that, just- that hot dog you had earlier. Yeah. Fabulous <laughs> Chicago styled uh, super dog. Yeah. Ranked best in the city of Chicago. Yes. <laughs> clearly, it's messing with your mind. On. Your uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, kind of going with, uh, some of this stuff here. I mean, um, you, the, it says they're actually, the reason why I think that they're, um, that the time is five hours is that they're spending less time planning. They're waiting two months to plan their wedding, you right. know, they've been engaged for 14 months. And that's one of the reasons why they're spending five hours and 48 minutes a week, you know, is because sure. they're, 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 you know, waiting to just plan less, you know,
1: Right. Well, here's the other thing that's interesting in general, getting away from the other research I've done online, Uh which is one of the reasons we're also seeing shopping malls starting to die in large stores are shoppers are returning to main street. Okay. So what's happening is people are starting to go for the, people are looking for a shopping experience. And I think that in a lot of the malls in general, they're getting the corporate Runaround. They're getting the corporate, like, do you want fries with that kind of mentality? And I think that people are tired of that. So what what I'm reading more and more about overall consumer spending is that people, again, going back to our theory of they want the experience, mm-hmm. they want more than just the teenage or high school kid waiting on them. They want to be made to feel special. There's a bridal salon in Milwaukee that I was made aware of recently where they offer on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sunday nights, you can rent out the store for a private shopping experience where they bring in champagne and like chocolate-covered strawberries and you have your own consultants and you have the whole store to yourself. And people are paying this to bring in their bridal party and the mothers of the bride, the mothers of the groom, and the, like the important decision-makers – and they're paying for it, so think about that for a minute. Okay, they're actually paying to to shop. Okay, and it's similar in nature. Like the thing that boggles my mind too is even in retail, everyone's paying to be a member of Costco or Sam's Club, when there are tons of you know stores that are dying right across the street from them that are begging people to come through the door. Right. It was absolutely positively mind scrambling. Right. Um, Small business retailers have a competitive advantage that none of the bigger, better capitalized and technology power retailers have. It's their personal touch. Right. It's realized not just through the personal service that specialty retailers offer, but by being vital members of the local community. People want to buy local. So it could be one of the reasons that David's Bridal is having the challenges they are is that. Too many people look at it that way, okay? Right. Um, Sorry. So it's, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> they're talking about also repurposing, remodeling stores. Like if you look at everything, and it's probably one of the reasons too, millennials are drawn into all of this repurpose type stuff, even nostalgic 80s things. And that's probably why all of these rustic uh, themes are so popular for weddings that barns are popular farm tables are popular mason jars are still really popular although i have to tell you on the floral end i'm beyond sick and tired of (coughs) mason jars and daisies but that's just uh me because i feel like everyone thinks they're being original and the minute that it hits the mainstream you're no longer being original you're pretty much doing everything else so um the other thing is this is um and and this will be interesting to see how the large, large companies like Apple, Microsoft, Comcast all do it, which is that they also have a now shut up and deliver uh, attitude. Millennials are sick and tired of being on the phone for an hour. My business partner yesterday was on the phone with AT&T about a billing error for 50 minutes, 5-0, 50 minutes on hold to resolve a billing error that AT&T created. Millennials are just getting tired of it. It's probably one of the reasons that you're seeing millennials are pulling the plug. They're just tired of being treated like crap. So if you're not getting back to millennials in a quick, um, you know, in a quick, fast way, it's, it's a problem.
0: And along those lines, I feel like that's why we're also seeing the decrease these days in DJ companies saying that people don't want to come into the office anymore. They don't they don't want to come in and listen to a 15 minute spiel. They'd rather be at the comfort of their home and do it online or through a phone call or through a video chat. You're seeing less and less of people wanting to come to the office. And you see these DJ companies going,
1: struggling trying to get them to come in. Um, And that's why I think, think, and I'll say this and I've said this in the last couple of weeks too, the wedding industry is way down. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. And it was interesting We interviewed a floral, a really talented floral designer. And what was interesting, and he has a point, but he's got a very niche market. We talked to him about availability to meet with clients in the evening. And he said, absolutely not. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, people take off of work to go to the doctor. And we're like, okay. And he goes, because health is important. I'm like, okay. And he goes, if a client of mine won't take off the time from work to sit down and do all of their wedding planning in a day Then it's, they're not an important of client for me. There was Yikes. a part of me that thought, wow, is that crappy? And then there's a part of me that goes, you know what? He is kind of right. I mean, if this is the most, one of the most important days of your life and you won't take a personal day to do the research and such, you know, I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, uh, yeah,
0: I don't know. I'm more of a mindset I've always been of of bending to what the client is looking for and not forcing them to the way I want to do business. Again, they're the t- target demographic, not us. You know, we're, we're older. We have to kind of bend to what the needs and what the desires of them are. And and think about all the vendors they have to choose. It's not like you're just going to one person <clears throat> with one thing for an all inclusive right. where you can just knock it all out. What if they did that? They had to take up a day off for every vendor that
1: felt the same way. Yeah, but here's the thing it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of if they took two personal days and they ground it out and they went to hotels and banquet halls, or they said, in these two days, we're going to bang out DJ, photography, floral. And they went and they literally went hour after hour after hour after hour. That's the thing. And personally, for someone like yourself and myself, I would welcome that because all of the part-time DJs are working their full-time job. Yeah. No disrespect to the part-time DJs. That's not what it is. I'm just saying as a full-time entertainment company owner, I think it's one of those things where we're open 24 hours. But you could, I mean, you're talking about
0: 10 vendors. Let's just put a, put a yeah. number on. 10 vendors, right. if they spend an hour a day, an hour a meeting, that's just meeting one,
1: right. one
0: vendor. That means you are spending 10 hours and I'm just putting an hour on it. That's being, that's being conservative. I think in some cases, some of these meetings take a lot longer than that. You got tasting tests, You got to go back multiple times to look at different things. So that means you get one chance with one vendor to meet with them. I mean, it's just not feasible. People aren't going to take two full days to, to you know, just go see wedding vendors. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know of anyone who's done that. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm in the minority here, but
1: I don't. No, I, 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 I am not disagreeing. I thought it was an interesting, um, I, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, if you can choose to be, if you have the ability to weed out those kind of clients and your business is doing well, then like that, well then more power to you. But I just think the, the majority of DJs out there Are trying to gain business more business than they're trying to turn away and the reality is if that's the case you have to be able to bend and be flexible to their needs otherwise you're just cutting your chances of of how many events you're going to be able to or clients you're able to meet with to potentially book
1: right so one of the other articles I've been reading and this is off of Forbes is talking about retail dying is greatly exaggerated and so going back to what you were just saying with regard to wanting it there, I think that if people are going to give a shopping experience, that's the case. So according to Forbes, some have assumed that Amazon's going to kill the industry, that everything's going to be bought online. And that's it's not that simple, said Walter Loeb, president of Loeb and Associates. And again, okay, be the change you want to see in retail. In 2018, the emphasis will be on experimenting with new business models, seeing it work, stopping what doesn't, and doing more of what does, okay? Whether it's fast-moving consumer goods, brands uh, building or acquiring more direct-to-consumer capabilities like in Amazon, be it personalization or product or personalization of customer experience, this will continue to be a key retail trend in 2018. And again, I think it comes down to the simplest stuff in the world, like addressing people by name and, um, you know, and just giving people a personal experience, which is why even a lot of the form letters that a lot of people, you know, including myself, use when we first get that initial inquiry where it's like, dear Brian, thank you so much for your interest in blah, 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 blah. I think that people are starting to see through those and going, okay, this sucks.
0: I 100% agree with you. Right. Yep. I mean, I think it's, it's, to have some of those form things ready, but then you just customize it to the client who's who's requiring. So at least part of your work's cut out, but try to make it so that they feel like they're the only one in the room. Uh, I was listening to a a podcast by, uh, I think I told you about this last week maybe, but a different part of it, but by Mindy Weiss. And she was talking about how um, uh, she never tells uh, clients that she's or, when she's talking to a client she never says I just got out of a meeting with another client nobody wants to feel like right. processed through so she never uses that excuse she never tells anybody that she's just coming from another meeting or just got done they don't want to know that they want to know that they are the only ones that that, that feel like they're the, the, the you know the, the only wedding you're doing that year even though that's not the case they know that's not the case but they want to at least not feel like they're processed through you know
1: right um here's what's interesting um in again in general 60 percent of millennials prefer to purchase generic brands over name brands so name brands are becoming less and less important and it's more about uh um it's more about uh th- they just don't care like you know i know that when i was in college and stuff for Al Florin and i was there in the 80s like polo was like the thing, okay? Right. It just uh, it doesn't matter to this crowd, so which is really kind of interesting. Um,
0: How would you relate that to the DJ world, though? What does that mean for that?
1: Well, what I means is for those of you that have been resting on your lawlers because you've been in business forever, they don't care. You know, mm-hmm. you can say you've been in business for a hundred years, and you're yeah. the name brand, and you you know you're the be all end all in your marketplace, but that doesn't mean anything. They're still going to base it totally on their experience. Okay. So three out of four millennials prefer to buy an experience over something desirable. So again, you need to sell the experience and and here's, what's interesting. I was watching uh, somebody on this very own on on our very own DJ TV here Mm -hmm. and they were talking about it, but I felt like they were saying they were delivering the experience but they were trying to deliver their experience for the bride and groom, as opposed to listening to find out what the experience was that they were bride and groom were looking for. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? And And I get it. Like we sell what's in our bag of tricks, but I think that there are too many of us that are doing it. In fact, I was watching a video and it was funny. This guy was talking about how, um, He's reinvented like the bouquet toss, and rather than doing a bouquet toss that celebrates lonely single people, and I'm like, wait a minute, w- what makes you think that somebody single is lonely? Okay, I mean, it just means that they're not in a permanent relationship with anyone; they're not married. That's all that it means. And and then he said, so instead of doing a bouquet toss, I do a bouquet made out of lottery tickets, and I'm like. Okay, and in my opinion, this DJ now was talking about the cheese factor that so right. many DJs are known for. And again, I give him a lot of credit for being creative and thinking outside of the box. I just keep thinking, like, "Oh my God, you got to be you're, you're you're killing me, brother! You're absolutely you. killing me!" So um, it, it just was just totally not the case. Um, 63% of the United States use uh, millennials, use ad blockers. So, for those of you that are spending money on pop up ads, you can drop that. Three out of five millennials use a shared password to log into stream cont, uh, content. So, you could probably figure out what their passcodes are. Um, millennials are receptive to online advertising that is restrained, targeted, and relevant. So, again, going back to the way to target market on Facebook. If you're going to be proactive and on Instagram is again, if you know they're engaged, it's a, it's a definite win, but I wouldn't necessarily be target marketing the people who like your page, but more specifically the people that fit a certain demographic. Okay. Only 6% of millennials think online advertising is credible, which is kind of interesting. So for those of you dropping tons of money on Google AdWords, It's probably why you're not getting a huge return. Um, 75% of millennials believing an event in person has more impact than taking action online. 80% of millennials find in-feed ads that are not intrusive is a good user experience. 83% of millennials find online content useful in making purchasing decisions. So again, for those of you going, I don't have time to blog, well, guess what? Obviously, 83% are finding content useful. So, and again, this isn't just geared toward wedding. Millennials spend more time on apps and the internet than they do watching TV, which I think we realized. 63% of millennials have more than $10,000 in student debt. And so while everybody talks and whines and cries about how, you know, this one doesn't have a big enough budget, I have to say this This is the most terrifying generation of consumers that we've ever had. They're still spending a ton of money. They're just terrified of debt. A lot of them don't even have credit cards. They rely solely on their debit card. So according to this, millennials carry $1 trillion currently in student loan debt. Okay? 52% Fifty-two percent carry over uh, carryover balances on credit cards every single month because if they have it, they're just not making. And fifty-two percent of millennials were concerned about defaulting on their on a loan in the next twelve months. These people are terrified, terrified. Okay, of of debt. Okay, I mean it's just the way that it is. So, so when you turn around and say, "Oh, they're they're all," money grubbers they're all trying to be cheap no they're just scared and the thing about it is and i've and i've used this my vitamix story too before you know i got i don't want to say talked into because it's a terrible word i purchased a vitamix at a costco because the sales guy was fantastic but even to this day i still shake my head and go it was a 500 blunder okay Mm -hmm. And maybe if I drank smoothies three days a week, a night, three times a day, I wouldn't care so much. But to me, it was just a really expensive, expensive uh, luxury. So again, we're dealing with a millennial that is very, very scared of debt. And we just have to be conscious of that if we're going to service them. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, you got any um, questions or anything on the...
1: Uh, Let me take a look, the look at Facebook say? uh, Donnie says we need to virtual reality glasses, a 360 cam, and a day's worth of work. Okay. I don't know what that means. We're actually pretty quiet today for whatever reason. Is there football on or something? Yeah, there um, is,
0: but we got a lot of people writing over here.
1: Good uh, deal. So,
0: it says Casey is looking like Mr. French, a.k.a. Sebastian Cabot from Family Affair. I don't know who that is. but I don't, I
1: don't know. Family Affair, that's an old show. So whoever said that's got to be older than dirt. <laughs> Just being honest.
0: There you go, Jimmy Spin. Sorry, bud. Sorry, brother. Something tells um, me you're not a millennial. Somebody's saying they're watching from Hurricaneville, North Carolina.
1: Oh so, Well, I hope right, you're safe yeah. and – and things are over very quickly, and uh, and uh, you guys, uh, your bread will last. Did you see that? There was, like, a run on everything, food, water, toilet paper, all of it. They were right. showing on the news, like, bam, everything was gone.
0: Right. No, totally. Yeah. Oh. Uh, some more questions here. we got a bunch. Uh, when it comes to posting, does that need to be daily or just routinely? Vlogs, just advertisement posts, or simply updates for the business to stay active?
1: Um, I have gotten to a point now where I actually have an Excel spreadsheet that remind just like having a list of things to do every single day. Um, I have a thing that if I have something scheduled, I have it listed with what. And again, guys, you guys know I've got multiple companies, so I literally have like marquee show. Do I have something scheduled? You know, did it post yes or no? And I do that for Marquee, for Fred Fox, for Aberdeen's, for Windy mm-hmm. City Wedding Show, for Badger State, for Premier Bride. And that's the only way I can stay on it. Because if I don't actually have it as a list, then yeah. Now, I, I post daily. I post at least once a day. So I always make sure that I have something ready to go that I think is relevant. Um, and I think that you have to as well. Then if something cool pops up, You know something you see on the news that's wedding related or special event related, or, or you know, tragically of another one of our amazing musicians like Aretha Franklin passes, you can certainly write your memorial um, uh, relevancy on that and share it on Facebook. But I think that you need to post daily, and to me, you don't post the same crap. That's the other thing; I just don't find a lot of people's Facebook feeds interesting if you're showing me a dance floor of everyone doing the cha-cha slide or some line dance again, I've seen that a hundred times. So, you know, you you don't stick out whatsoever. And I think that that's a big problem.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got to keep in mind, you're a DJ or we're a DJ or I still am. Yeah. So, so, right. So it's like someone saying, I can't stand the celebration because I hear it at every wedding. Well, remember, we're playing, we're going to way more weddings than, any, than the guests are. So, I mean, to an extent I agree, I don't like to see a lot of stuff with it's just kind of played out. But again, our guests are only going to one, maybe two, tops three weddings a year. So things that we think are boring,
1: but my point is, if John Doe DJ service mm-hmm. every weekend is posting a picture of somebody line dancing, right? it's just boring.
0: But yeah, again, I'm saying that because you're seeing that multiple threads of DJs because you're following. No, them.
1: I'm saying that I look at B-Boy Productions, mm-hmm. and as I scroll through the social media feed, mm-hmm. if I see the same looking picture oh, yeah. every single weekend, then it's just boring. Okay. Oh. Totally. I thought that's mean. my whole point. Got it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Totally makes sense. I got yeah.
1: you. I'm not talking about B-Boy and then Casey and then right. Brian right. B. and the, like right. That's totally different because no one's right. looking at it that way. But right. if you're totally. posting the same thing over and over again, and right. again, I get the room shot. I, I don't understand why DJs are posting detailed pictures of the wedding. Personally, like I don't care about the cake. You know your wedding, unless there was something super super cool, like it was one of these cool new upside down cakes that are hanging from the ceiling. Posting right. a picture of a wedding cake, what's cool about it? And if the and if you're posting it, you need to explain why it's cool. Right. Okay, if the aunt baked it, that's cool. It's personal. You know if uh, if there's something special about it, but to just post it for the sake of posting it to me, it's just like making noise. Right. So,
0: well, and going back to the experience thing that people are looking for, I mean, you want to create an experience that hopefully is unique. So, I think when you post content, um, you know, if you're playing up that guest experience in your posts, that's one way to kind of get noticed. And so, looking for those one of a kind photos or videos. One
1: of a kind, yeah. But again, like we talked about earlier, it has to be relevant content.
0: Yeah. If it's clearly. not
1: relevant, then clearly. you're just that guy that won't shut up and keeps talking and but right. and has no right. point to it. Right. Okay. And that's the big challenge. Right. Right.
0: Well, I had like a, a wedding recently, actually it wasn't recent, it's was more like about a year ago, but where the 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 groom's gift to the bride was at the end of the event and it was a Phantom Rolls Royce. Okay. Uh, which was super unique. Now, did that have anything to do with entertainment? No, not at all. No, but but
1: that's a wow factor.
0: Right, totally. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think if I had that, all those kinds of things all the time, even if they were wow factors, you're talking about a hodgepodge of material. So clearly you want to keep your material focused on your profession. But if you do have something that stands out like that, that's a, an attention grabber. It's kind of like you posting about Burt Reynolds. He yeah, has nothing to do with the music industry. To me, I think it was a, a, a waste of a post And if you were to post that kind of stuff all the time. But... It was topical. It was something that's just, you know. Right, you but okay.
1: But let's back up. I posted about Burt Reynolds, but what did I post about Burt Reynolds? Right. I right, talked right. about the loves of his life, and right. I had a picture of him with the love of his life, Lonnie Anderson. Right. The, the, uh, the It was the day of their wedding or the day before their wedding or something. Right. Along those lines. So I kept it wedding-driven. So totally. I didn't just say, like, okay, he's dead.
0: But remember, you know, people are looking
1: at pictures and videos. They are, no one's reading
0: anymore. People don't read as much, and so they don't I'm not when I'm going through your feed on on Instagram, I'm looking at photos. I'm not going to go read a, a, a And yet
1: what was interesting was that what I read was fewer people on Instagram watch the videos in the posts, you know the 90 second ones, right. than reading the posts. So more people are reading posts than sure. That, that. And that's why, again, I keep them super short.
0: Yeah, that's I was gonna say was <clears support throat> to keep them short.
1: Yeah. And the other thing was, I just got into a debate with another social media guy about. He's saying that you want to have at least seventeen different hashtags. To me, that starts to make your post look like graffiti.
0: Well, it's it's the way that they're put in there. You don't have to put them all in the initial post. You can put them in a comment.
1: Even if you put them in the comments, anybody that actually clicks on it and looks at it, to me, it's right. It's, well, so, to me, that's like hiding, again, to me, it's like hiding uh, the way that people used to hide keywords mm-hmm. in the same color on their website so that it was like, oh, New York DJ, New Jersey DJ, New York City DJ,
0: Right. New York are, DJ. There's a reason why those things are relevant, though. Hashtags are relevant. And people are looking for those <clears> things. If I'm looking for a New York DJ, you better believe I'm going to put in New York DJ. So if you're not using that that particular hashtag, you're kind of... We're missing an opportunity.
1: I get it. But then what happens is they look at your post mm-hmm. and they see that you've posted 75 different hashtags in there. And now they judge you and go, yeah, this guy's a douche.
0: I don't think so. I think that that's, that's the uh, get off my lawn mentality. It's not like, get off
1: my yeah, lawn. I don't think anybody judge
0: cares. every I day. I don't care if someone has a hundred hashtags, if it make if, 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 if they posted the right, if but they you
1: yeah. can't turn around and say, well, okay, if they post a hundred hashtags, If if I'm looking for a New York
0: DJ, do I care
1: that it says world's
0: greatest DJ? I don't care. I'm looking for a New York DJ. I want to find somebody in New York. I'm looking for something relevant. And my point is, is if you're trying to be searched, and again, I go back to the point that we don't,
1: millennials do not want to be marketed to. They want to find you organically. I get it. But here's the problem. When they get there, if the message when they get there looks like crap, Mm -hmm. then they're not going to buy from you. If they find this cool little shop and it walks in and the place is filthy, well, guess what? They're going to walk out. And it's the same thing, in my opinion, as having too many hashtags.
0: I would agree with you only from the standpoint of if it's in the main part of the post. If it's in a comment, I'm not even looking at comments hardly at all, unless it's something that's really, I don't open up the, that's why you can't see all the comments all at once. So it is hidden in a sense that people don't see it. I'm looking at the main thread. And if the main thread has a gazillion hashtags, then I think it's the douchebag guy who's
1: put right. or girl who's posting it in there. But if it's in the comments. You know, why is it that I say it and then you argue with me and then you come around and go, you're right. No, no, no. Can't I'm going to s- skip to the point where I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of interesting
0: weddings, I did forget to mention this. Uh hmm. so yesterday we uh did Ric Flair's wedding.
1: Oh, you know what's funny is Jody Harris asked me about if you were doing it. Did you tell her you were doing it? Yeah, we
0: had um, I posted in a couple different groups that we were our company was doing it. I I didn't personally do it. I had my one of my guys do it because I could. um, No, Rick's
1: not your typical millennial groom. No,
0: no, but he is in a sense because they had that thing up on TMZ within about five minutes after that ceremony. He had someone planted in the second row to post that thing on there. <clears throat> so, uh, they had the undertaker he played uh rick flair drip which is a rap song that's out right now that basically uh you know obviously name drops him and stuff which is what he was walking out to the ring with uh, not too long ago so that was his walk into the ceremony song and uh i had how guy. old
1: was his wife i am curious
0: you know that's a good question I'm honestly from away. pictures she looked like she was in her mid to late 30s i would say
1: good for uh, him
0: but i i don't know i don't know she could be a little older maybe she she may hide it well but um yeah it was it was an interesting wedding um Dennis Rodman was there
1: um who else uh let's see the wrestling legend 69 years old married longtime love Wendy Barlow but it doesn't say oh she's 50 so it's 10, okay. 19 years younger yeah yeah, yeah. so and uh,
0: Diplo was there uh, Bad Bunny was there. So there was a lot of uh, Celebrity people there, but there was only about 50 guests. But the thing was is um, And it's just it's just classic because this stuff happens at normal weddings Do so you think these celebrity weddings or whatever that they're all just perfect all the time? So mm-hmm. he goes out there it's in Florida. It's I mean again, I guess we're still uh, in you know summer technically but basically he went out there and it was so hot they were gonna do everything outside and as soon as the ceremony is over he goes you know what it's too hot out here let's go inside and so the whole venue us everybody had to scramble to reset into the into the inside instead of outdoors and uh we had to like figure out a way to segue their guests somewhere else while we all of us reset basically indoors so um, and and rick apparently went in uh to while we're all set up first and then, you know, of course, because they have to move all the table decor and florals and everything. Um, right. Our guy's s- setting up and, and Rick walks in by himself, no other guests, all the other guests are in the other room. And he tells the DJ, well, it looks like it's just you and me kid right now. Why don't you put on some tunes? And so he, our DJ played for like 15 minutes while, while Rick Flair is just sitting there listening to him play. He's like, I okay. was <laughs> basically like his human mixing boy, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyway, uh, it was an interesting, interesting dynamic, but yeah, you don't get those too often.
1: Years old. See, I still got twenty years before I have to get married again, so I got plenty. There you of go. time. And more power to him. He was, uh, he was, you know,
0: almost died last year. So it's this right. is kind of a, interesting to see that he's he made a recovery, and she was by his side the whole time. So that might have had something to do with it. But right. uh,
1: that means that my wife right now in sixty nine is thirty years old. I don't know what I would talk to. Well, 30's not that young. Anything under 30 is that.
0: Well, hopefully she'll show you how to use an Instagram story and the importance of it soon. So maybe she'll.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah.
0: Well, I think we've uh, hit our time. So hopefully we gave yeah. some, some good info. I mean, if and anything, if we
1: didn't, I, we apologize.
0: Yeah. I so. mean, just in closing with the, with the millennial talk um, on how to market there. you know, I would just say the biggest things is remember to keep it mobile, keep it unique and creative and, um, you know, get back to people right away. I think those are three things that are easy ways for you to easily close more business and, and gain more millennial, um, uh, customers. So that's my three.
1: There you go. All right, John, are you with us? Yep. Come on back, John. How do we do tonight? Well, you know, you made that point about that uh, you're, you've got one, si- one point and Brian's got another point, and then after a few <laughs> minutes, I was wondering, it's like, gosh, you know, KC does that so well. It's, it's a wonder he's not married. <laughs> Obviously, my camera's way, way behind, but anyway.
0: I was just <sighs> thinking that. Oh, good.
1: You get well, on respect. that note, folks, I
0: it's think uh, we're going to call it a
1: show. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll put a bow on this one. <laughs> and
0: guess what, guys? Uh, so, Casey, you'll be uh, hosting without me next week. Uh, I've got an event the next, uh, t- I think, two Thursdays. So, uh, what
1: wrestlers getting married next week?
0: You know, uh, next week, I'm um, actually, <clears throat> it's my turn to do the birthday party
1: project, which is our nonprofit uh, event. That's right. Tell people about that because I don't know a lot of people know about it.
0: Yeah. So basically it's a nonprofit where um, they go to ho- homeless sort of, actually family shelters, not homeless shelters, family, sh- family shelters. And I don't know where the, the statistic is, but it's like 80% of kids never celebrate a birthday who are in family shelters ever. And so they throw a monthly birthday party and um, I'm on the rotation to DJ those things. And so basically I'm going in and DJing it for a couple hours. And it's like, It really is like a highlight of my month when I get a chance to do it because, uh, you know, they appreciate it so much. And, you know, I went after they give gifts to every kid who attends and then they give obviously the birthday kids who are actually birthdays are that month. They give them something special. But I had to deliver these a couple of gifts to uh, one of the rooms and I go up to the room. And literally all of their toys are the birthday party projects gifts that they got at all of these events over the last yeah. couple of months, which is like, wow. It just really puts things in perspective. So anyway, that's my event next month or next week to do for the month. So um,
1: good
0: for you. yeah, it's a good thing. So and they're all over vacancy. the country
1: too. So if you um, are at least as interesting with Brian, so we're setting the bar really low. Uh, <laughs> can you go to the street? And if you uh, want to disagree with me on stuff and then eventually come around and go, you're right. Um, just like Brian. I love how he um, like,
0: twist that through. It's and then like, attempt yeah. to hold yeah. our
1: polls uh, that you could host on your uh, Facebook page <laughs> about Instagram stories because you can't do an Instagram story about it. But, you know, feel free to uh, go to uh, bryanshistory.com <laughs> <coughs> and. Uh, and apply or you could just shoot us a note and uh you know if you have a working microphone and camera you're in you're totally (laughs) in
0: and the other thing i would say too is if you guys can uh, on all seriousness if you have topics that in the business world of djing that you want us to cover uh we always want to make sure we're delivering content that is going to be useful and and not only topical but uh something that would you'll you you feel like you're getting some real asset from watching so definitely right. message us and let us know if there's anything we can cover for you
1: and you have if you have lame dumb topics you can email it to my dj mike walter <laughs> <laughs> just Story. kidding love Story. you mike Story. love you joe <laughs> so for those of you out of east i hope that you guys have a very moderate uh over prepared week and yeah. that everything flows smoothly and uh, you guys are all safe for those of you on the West Coast, you guys are all stoned because marijuana is legal in California, and it's only 7 o'clock there. You're not even watching. Um, but I digress. So you guys have an amazing week. I'll tell you all the fabulous things that I learned at Bridal Market on Sunday. Please. Which will be wedding dresses come in off-white, <laughs> and that's it. That. So um, that's it. Brian, great as always. John, thanks for being foolish enough to give us a show. Everybody else, I'm glad you had nothing to do. And uh, we'll see you all real soon. Make sure, folks, stick around. uh, Pay attention at Marquee because we are going to be doing our – we're still wrapping up prizes starting October 1st. We're going to be starting our online charity auction to uh, help raise money for uh, Christmas stuff this coming year uh, help families in need at Christmas. So please uh, keep an IPO for it and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.